Welcome to another episode of Conversations Beyond the Pew, and this one is How to Survive Holiday Judgment. Anybody just get through Thanksgiving and you are like, could I be asked one more time when I'm getting married, having children, why did I choose to wear that, or why can't I like turkey? Any and all of that. How do we survive that? How do we respond and resist in the, to those comments, those crazy comments, that judgment from friends, family, and even ourselves. So today I've got Jen and Josh here, and that's what we're going to discuss. And so I'm kind of curious from you guys, what are like the holiday expectations or judgments that, that feel burdensome that you guys have run into over the years? Uh, mine is everything has to be perfect. Like, mm, you like, can't overcook the turkey. You can't be the least bit dry. Okay. <laughs> um, you have to get the perfect gift uh, for everybody. That's a big one for me, is, like, finding the perfect gift that somebody will love. Yeah. So, but it, we're pretty laid back at the holidays. <laughs> so, do you find that that's an expectation you've put upon yourself? Yes. Okay, not yes. from so other people. Nobody said, oh, you burnt the turkey, or I hate this gift. Right. It's just something myself that... If they don't seem happy about with that gift, I'm going to be upset with myself. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because it, it, sometimes it's from outside sources and sometimes inside. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Well, I guess I'm kind of in that same realm uh, in terms of the holidays when it comes to uh, cooking meals, making sure everything is set. And I kind of got that a little bit from my grandmother <laughs> because, you know, it's like years ago when, when she would... Uh, have the whole family over she was kind of that same way you know and mm. um there was just a couple times though where we told her we said you know we got this you know the thing the things are, are gonna go good you know but yeah um and occasionally you know i'm not gonna name names but i have been asked before by some fa- uh family members like uh well you got a girlfriend yet something like that i says I'm working on it. <laughs> no, like, I, I have, haven't got there yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. Reminds you me know. of those holiday movies, right? Where they pay like a friend, be like, no, can you just show up with me? Yeah. Like just to, so they'll yeah. stop asking. You yeah. Know? No disrespect to my family members there, but I have been asked that occasionally in the holidays. And, um, and then they ask, you know, might ask standard things like, oh, how's your job going? You know, how, mm-hmm. how are things in, in that area? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, we try to just have everything together and basically hope for the best and say, well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and I know that for some, it's like, it's got to be perfect, like magical and yeah. it's got to have a certain feel or yeah. like you guys were talking about food mm-hmm. or the conversations. And sometimes I wonder if the conversations, people get asked those things because they don't know anything else to ask because we don't really know each other. Yeah, I mean, um, for Thanksgiving, it's just my immediate family, so we know each other pretty well. So usually there's no judgment there. It's We know everything about everybody. But during Christmas, when we see extended family, we might only see them that time of year. In the last few years, maybe we haven't seen them at all because of what's been going on. So it's like the old joke, well, you know, how are the lions doing or what's Mm -hmm. the weather like? It's almost like how you have to start conversations because you don't know what to ask. Right. And some people will know what to ask, or not know, but they'll ask anyway. Right. They shouldn't ask. 
Right. But if you're trying to be like respectful, you kind of don't know where, where, what to ask or where to start conversations to get to know each other again. Yeah. yeah. I remember with extended family, um, I know for some this might sound weird, but a whole lot of uh, judgment around the becoming a Presbyterian and a minister, which is funny in all kinds of ways. And so it was like holidays, like nothing was said because it was like the fear of something. And so it was just kind of this weird like mix of we're judging because we don't think you should be doing that, but we're not going to talk about it. But we know that you know we're not talking about it because it's it's funny how family dynamics work on so many things. Yes. yes. Well, and I, I think the uh, stress factor kind of plays in there, you mm. know, because uh, depending on how big of a family you have, uh, if you have just a small group, or if you have a family the size of the home alone family, right, <laughs> right, you know, um, you know, you can think, well, you know, I'm having this many people come over. And then you gotta account for all the food and you know right. how many chairs to set up, that kind of stuff. Did so, anybody else do the math on thinking of Home Alone? How did he pay for all those people to go to Paris? What in the world? I don't know. And I'd love to know from the Christmas vacation when he got the bonus to put in that pool, how much big of a bonus did he get? Right. <laughs> put right. in that kind of pool. Like, well, wow, now that's a Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard the same house that was the Home Alone house was actually used for planes, trains, and automobiles in oh, 1987. That's cool. Oh, yep. Cool. Well, huh. so thinking of, like, Christmas and holidays and, and gift-giving, I think about how the stuff we see on TV makes it worse. Like, growing up and seeing the Lexus with the bow and the, all the other cars with the bow, and I'm like... So when does that happen? Like, I, you know, because I'm, I'm going, that doesn't happen at my house. So when does that happen? And if it's not happening at my house, what are we not doing right? <laughs> well, I've already warned my husband that if he ever made a financial decision that big without me as of buying a car, I would not be happy. <laughs> because that's not a logical thing to do. Right. <laughs> Unless you're a multimillionaire and you can just throw away $70,000 on a new car. Right. But no, it, it seems like... And towards kids, like if you have kids yeah. or young kids and they watch like Nick Jr. or Disney Channel, all those toys that are just bombarding them in commercials. Mommy, right. I want that. Mommy, I want that. No, for you to play with it for 10 seconds and then never look at it again. Right. And then to try to figure out what they actually really do want. Yes. yes. It, it kind of gets hard. It gets back into what you were feeling about, you know, if I don't get the perfect gift. And it's almost like it's impossible to do that around material possessions yes oh I, th I think the influence is definitely there especially depending on what's being advertised mm -hmm. um, because uh, I'll admit you know I've been there a couple times where I see something and say hey that might not be a bad idea certainly not Alexis for me just to be clear yeah. don't have that not going to have that yeah. but I always <laughs> watch those commercials and I'm like does that really happen I mean, if anyone wants to give me one that's not my husband, is <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. And didn't actually use money out of my bank so account. my money, yes. Feel right. free to send yeah. it my way. But, but right. no, and it's just, it's, the kids are hard. Because nowadays, mm -hmm. it's it seems like they have everything they ask for. Yeah. Like, even in my family, with my parents, they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, I like that. Well, guess what? I'm like, Mom, it's two months to Christmas. You don't need to get them. 
just use it as a gift mm. for Christmas. Yeah. And so I'm not saying my kids are spoiled, but they're spoiled. So <laughs> right. they are. Um, but so that that even makes it harder to buy stuff. And now they're teenagers and they've graduated, and it's just what do you get them? I mean, because we're not a here's fifty dollars, here's a hundred dollars. We right. feel that you have to give them something. Right. And that's difficult. That's very difficult. Do you think that comes in from maybe we've gotten disconnected from the meaning, the reason why Christmas started in the first, I mean, it's Christmas, the word is two words put together, Christ and mass, because it was a service celebrating Christ. And so, not that, you know, believe whatever you want and, and celebrate the holiday, that's not, but that it's kind of like, oh, when we lose the meaning of something, and we don't create new meaning for it, we seem to turn to some more material and start going, well, I don't know if I measure up. Well, if I don't have a, a Lexus in the driveway Christmas morning, then it's not Christmas. Um, well, I can say that through my kids, they believed in Santa Claus, you know, mm -hmm. and everything. And so we always tried to make the Santa gifts cheaper gifts. So Oh, okay. We try to not go over like $25, $30 for the Santa gifts. Yeah. Because when that kid goes back to school in January and says, oh, Santa brought me a flat screen TV. Mm -hmm. And then you have another kid that says, well, Santa brought me books. Yeah. At a young age, they don't understand that, well, you've got a flat screen TV because your parents make six figures. Right. And then the kid that got the books, that those parents are barely making it. You know, right. it's and so we try to be, you know, mindful of that when buying gifts. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just you have to be mindful. And so we're more now on experiences okay. like, of, of doing like experiences, hockey games, Broadway shows, just yeah. spending in movies. I mean, going to the movies is so expensive now. All right, it <laughs> so, is a Christmas present. Yeah, going it is to a movies Christmas now. present. So we're trying <laughs> to kind of veer away from so much as the material things, like you said. Yeah. But it's, it's hard. You know, you still want to see your kids happy and, and getting what they want. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the connection's uh, certainly important. There are There is, I should say, a shop or two around here that uh, kind of emphasizes that, putting the Christ back in Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there, there are gifts. You know, there are things that people will receive. But, uh, and, but I, I think it's really important to acknowledge the real meaning of the season. It's not just the gifts in that case. Yeah, that they're well. And what does the season really mean if you remove all the gifts and all of the judgment, all of the expectations? So if you remove the expectations and the the judgment and what that's around, what do you begin to go? Wait a minute, that's what I value about this season. So what do you guys value about the season? Go ahead, Josh. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, I value the love of Christ, the love of family, friends, mm -hmm. um, gathering for you know our services, um, just gathering with everyone in that case, um, celebrating the season, yeah, celebrating the birth of Christ. Um, that that's what I was always taught, and mm -hmm. I've carried that for my whole life, yeah. and um, I think it's. You know, an important, those are important values to me. Right. That. Mine is about family, because we have family that we would only see maybe once, twice a year, and it was mm -hmm. always Christmas, that we always knew we were going to see them at Christmas. So, 
that is is big to me and, and we still you know these last few years have been difficult because we haven't gotten together and um yeah so it to, to feel that and just you, christmas is just feels different and 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 I like to say it, it's it's the love of Christ with, during Christmas. It's just right. it's, I don't want to say it's heightened, but it, it's kind of what. It, but people feel more giving. They feel more loving. They feel more accepting. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, you get the people that think that it's okay to judge you when you're feeling loving and right. <laughs> so it is it is a little difficult to describe what it means. I mean, besides the family and the love of Christ and the birth of Christ, but there's more to it than just that, in my opinion. Yeah. And, I, yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, and I'm sorry, Kara. No. But, uh, you know, especially when it comes to uh, the Christmas season mm-hmm. or Christmas, Easter, those kind of times, uh, a person or two might notice that I might just play a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little more fun. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's a joyous time, right? So it's like, yeah. but uh, you don't want to make anybody go deaf. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. you know, and it's, but it's, it's a time where I just feel, you know, yeah, this is this is the time, you know, to kind of, and mm-hmm. you know, the the louder you sometimes play, sometimes the louder the congregation gets. Yeah, and it's a good feeling, you know. So often I am listening to Christmas music actually while I'm writing my sermons during this season, because it does remind me of the joy. Like even in when I'm feeling like the judgment or the expectations, uh, kind of creeping in, like I have to turn up the music. To be like, no, 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 that is not what this season really is. And the music reminds me of the joy and of the love. And, you know, we could get into the, well, when was Christ really born? Okay, he, he wasn't born on December 25th. It, it was a calculated out. There's all kinds of things, and we could go into that another time. But it's just an opportunity to celebrate. It's like a, a moment of going, you know what, why not focus down on love and how a child can come into the world and bring peace and compassion and kindness to everyone that it can actually someone can come in and change the way you live that and that that God is with us God does not leave us mm-hmm. well and on that note too you know um, for there are some people that they might have, a place to go for Christmas. They might have family, and there are there are those that don't. Yeah. And um, you know, I would never want to see somebody you know alone on the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I would say, hey, if if you want a place to to stay for Christmas, you know, I I'd open my door to. You yeah. know, if I knew somebody that was alone, I'd say, no, 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 you can come for the holidays. You can come for Christmas. You can come for Thanksgiving, Easter, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think that that's really right. It's that drawing of connection and of relationship and going, wait a minute, I want to make sure people are with others and they're Mm -hmm. able to celebrate and be part of no matter matter what. And and I really think that that actually is the embodiment of the love of Christ right there. Yep, because every year uh, we would make, you know, an effort to call out to family or even some friends and say, are you doing anything for the holidays? And um, if they are, that's great. But mm-hmm. uh, if they aren't, we said, you know, come on over. We, we don't want you spending the, the holiday alone. Right. And I think that that's a really great refocusing of what's important in this season. Mm-hmm. And those judgments and expectations really are just meant to, 
to eat away at our celebration, but that when we notice each other and bring each other in and say, no, no, come celebrate with us. There's something special about it. Yeah, and I feel it's almost, it's different now. I mean, maybe it's just myself and my family. You know, the grandparents pass away, mm-hmm. and the families don't get together as much as they used to. Right. And that's, you start creeping apart. You don't mm-hmm. see eye to eye, and you don't feel as loving, where you were getting together every holiday. Right. And now you're barely seeing them once a year, and it's, you know, I've... I try. I loved having family around. I still do. And, mm-hmm. and really, I know when people work and, and everything, but I feel it's if anybody's going to come home at any time, usually people try to make the effort at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's for mom and dad's sake or grandma's sake or grandpa's sake, whatever, it's it's a time to to put away the judgment, put away everything, mm-hmm. and just love each other and, yeah. and just be there for each other and enjoy your time together because you don't know when that time is going to be taken away. And you're going to say, oh, I wish I went home for that Christmas instead of sitting here by myself eating ramen. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Or to let go of whatever the beef was between. Yes. Um, it definitely gives some thought to what is it about this time that we really do value and and I think that that may be how we respond and resist judgment and expectations it's so what are some things that you guys have noticed that when you feel the judgment creeping in how do you push back and respond to it well I do blast Christmas music like you like I will just crank that up to 10 and yeah right (laughs) I always joke that you can't be in a bad mood listening to Christmas music right you can't It, um, yeah. So, but I always try to, you know, I'll take a break. You need to take a walk, take a, you know, right. just take a break from everything. Walk away for a little bit because some of the words that are going to come out of your mouth cannot be taken back. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's worth taking that second. And then with me also, you know, you don't want to start anything. I mean, okay, grandma might say, you know, you look stupid with blonde hair. Let's just say, yeah. okay, grandma, you know, don't start a fight. Just, it's something simple that, yeah, it might have hurt your feelings. Right. But it's really not going to change your day-to-day if you only mm-hmm. see grandma once a year. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying if she said something more serious. Right. We're, we're not talking about where there's like uh, heavy, detrimental, no. very toxic, unhealthy, abusive relationship stuff. No. We're, that's not what we're discussing. No, 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 But I don't like your blonde hair or your hair short or, you know, stuff like that. Just, just let that kind of roll off you. Walk away for a minute. Grab your breath. Step out on the porch. Enjoy the air for a second. And then just go back in with an open mind and just be the bigger person because sadly it may be grandma's last christmas i mean i hate putting that out there but you don't know and you don't want to end on a bad note right yeah when you're told something to where you feel you're judged and then you just have that moment where you go hmm can i should i say something and you know for me i just i walk away from it i just kind of let it hit me not that I want to be, you know, a, a doormat or something, but, you know, it's like you just, you don't want to say the wrong thing to them. And so I, I would just walk away from it and sometimes I'd just get on my keyboard or something and just play music. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, air that frustration out, you know. Right. Um, I totally recommend working out, too. Yeah, like, yeah. biking oh, yeah. long periods of time yeah. or listening to, rooms. Right, and like, right. The, like Jen was saying too, listening to music, you know, put some headphones on, just blast music. Yeah. Or go in your car, blast music. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
But music, music's a therapy for me, at least. I'm sure you guys love music too. But music's yeah. a big therapy for yeah. me. Yeah, I totally recommend uh, for Christmas music, Wonder and Blasting, Megan Trainer's album and John Legend's album. Train has a great album. There's some great stuff out there, there is, really. Yes. Huh. Yeah, first song I ever heard from Train was Drops of Jupiter. Uh, that was the first one. Yeah, but, they uh, do some great stuff. Yeah, they do. But it, it is one of those things of almost having to think through. Like, as you go into the situation where you know that there might be some judgment, there's going to be those questions of who are you dating, when you get married, any kids, why not get a better job... All those things that just aren't helpful of almost having a plan of going, okay, if it gets said, here's my response. Or, you know, I think I need a little more uh, punch and yeah. walk away. <laughs> yeah. But not too much punch to where then he'll retaliate. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> There's a right. fine line. But no, I mean, you, come, you have to come up with game plans for situations. I, I do. That's how I get through it. That if such and such says this, then... This is my polite comeback. Yeah. And if they keep going, then this is my game plan. Because it helps take the stress off of the situation going in blind, I feel. Right. That if you're prepared for the situation to be respectful and not come back like vengeful with it. Because I'll come back at you fast I, if, you, <laughs> if, if I'm in the right mood. You know, I'm not saying I won't. Or I'll come up with the best comeback in the shower the next day. Mm-hmm. But... Um, just to have kind of a game plan so you're covering your bases. You know where your line is to where, no, this is where I need to step away. Yeah. This yeah. is where I need to not say something. And just having that in your head will prepare you more to maybe make it a little less stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, you know, myself, I've, I've had moments where, you know, maybe if something said and then someone might notice that it affected you mm-hmm. and then they said, just take a step back, let it go. <laughs> Move on. Right. It's always good to have that cousin, you know. Right. (laughs) It'll be all right. Let's go outside. Yeah, see. It'll be all right. Well, okay, so thinking about how we deal with it and the game plan when we're walking into situations where we know the expectations, the judgments can be hard. But what about dealing with it within yourself? Because we started there of going... Oh man, the expectations we have on ourselves, the judgments we make on ourselves in this season. And so what are some ways that you guys try to disrupt your thinking? Well, I, I try to think it's only really a 24-hour day. Okay. That, that everything's all crazy, at least in my family, you know, but starts Christmas Eve morning and goes through midnight on Christmas Day. And, yeah. And, and is it worth the stress from November 1st all the way through? Because in my head, I start. I mean, I started Christmas shopping in the summer, but is it worth? I I try to look at it. Is it worth it? I mean, you know, you're gonna get somebody something, they might not necessarily like, or they might not like your situation. But is it worth your own peace, and yeah. to take the step back? And with myself, I take the step back. I, I blast my music. I may go for a drive. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. I I might take some time for myself, or I might find that person who I respect and love and respects me to tell me you're crazy (laughs) what is your problem you know but to find that to to kind of just let it out on yeah and they know that I'm not going towards them that I'm mad at them or I'm taking it they but they let you because that's what you need at that time they're listening they're listening they're listening they're being that soundboard yes Mm -hmm. well I think in uh, some cases too if you're faced with a 
a situation that's affecting you uh, enough. Um, you know, like Jen said, you know, driving. Uh, like I said, I, I mentioned this before, going for walks. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of clear your head a little bit. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, the, the seasons, especially around, you know, Christmas can be stressful. And depending on how many people you're buying for, you know, thinking to yourself, mm-hmm. did I, you know, buy all the gifts that I needed for everybody? Right. Did I do it before Christmas Eve? And I would never recommend shopping on Christmas Eve at the mall. <laughs> it, never, it, ever. It can, it can no. get a little crazy. <laughs> but, um, and these days I probably do more mm-hmm. online shopping. But, um you know, yeah, I think in some cases the stress can be there, and those are just some ways that I kind of, you know, detox from it, if you will. Yeah. A lot of prayers go up during Christmas yeah. for calm and, and not so much stress. And yeah. 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 And I think about it, I mentioned earlier, you know, working out and dealing with my own stuff that way, mm-hmm. and also thinking through okay, besides the music, is this really that important? Um, or can I, can I let this one go? Uh, friends always, right? Yeah. So I just, I resonate with everything you guys just said. What is the best advice you've received or could give for surviving this season? Um, I actually heard it at my cousin's wedding from his new father-in-law during a speech. Yeah. And it was, to heck with everybody else, worry about you. Mm. So if you're going to be put in a position where you're not going to fully enjoy yourself and you're going to be sweating and hyperventilating because it's too stressful, just decline the invitation. It's for your own good. They might not understand, but if you're going to go there and have a total meltdown or know you're going to be put into a situation where you have to defend yourself with you said like the harsh or toxic judgment right yeah you shouldn't it's not worth it I I don't care what mom says I don't care what dad says I don't care what grandma says it's not worth it if it's not healthy for you or your family worry about you and like I worry about my two girls and my husband and if it's not good for us we won't be there Mm -hmm. and that it's you gotta work. You gotta take care of yourself first, because you can't take care of anybody else. Yeah. And make anybody else happy if you're not happy. Right. Yeah, I would say, uh, take it a day at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of just slow down. Um, you know, and depending on your finances, uh, I would probably just, you know, I would watch the budget, making sure you're not overspending. Uh, don't overpromise. Yeah. Uh, what you can't deliver. Mm-hmm. That's and, a big one. Yes. And so even if you come into a situation where you're realizing you're spending and spending and spending on all these gifts, mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, I might not be able to afford all these, well, you might have to possibly tell somebody, well, you know, I'm sorry, but maybe I can't get that. Right. But, maybe um, it's a card or something instead. Right, right. A and, gesture, a, an experience. Yeah. But um, it's... Yeah, so thinking about just all of those different things that we we can do. One of the things, because I never know exactly because I work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, um, I end up making my own traditions. And so these little things that make the season special for myself and hopefully for others, 
but I find that being very helpful of what tradition, a simple tradition, nothing crazy, but what simple tradition can I do that honors the season? I have a little fun. That's the other thing is what kind of fun can you create? Because nobody's going to create fun for you necessarily. And so what kind of fun can you create for yourself in this season? Yeah, I mean, the last few years with COVID, you know, things weren't normal, how we'd hang out with family and stuff. So we started a new tradition with um, usually Christmas Eve is really hectic and you don't have a lot to do or, you know, we have a lot to do, but mm-hmm. we haven't the last few years. So we got in our pajamas and had our hot cocoa and just drove around for hours looking at Christmas lights. Nice. And that was just the new tradition we started. Now this year we might not do it on Christmas Eve, but we will do it. Yeah. At some point during the Christmas season. But you, like you said, just have fun. It's it's a time to have fun. Right. And Even though there may be all kinds of situations and very difficult situations yes. swirling around, where can you cultivate fun for yourself? Yes, fun and peace. Fun those and can, peace. Those can go hand in hand. They do go hand in hand. Right. There is a sense of joy here. The season is supposed to be about joy. Yes. What brings a sense of fun to my family every year around Christmas is... Uh, we get a real Christmas tree every year, mm. and mm-hmm. so um, and we cut it down. <laughs> well, we, we don't nice. uh, we don't get a pre cut, and so when we cut it down, we use the old school saw. Oh, nice! And so you know, some people that uh, we've seen there have actually brought the chainsaws, <laughs> and then you just hear you know as yeah. it's cut down. But yeah, we, we bring the the old school saw, and um, you know we have them put it up on the little you know, whatever it is, the wagon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they bring back the tractor and they bail it. And then I throw it on the inside of my car. I'm not a fan of putting it on the roof, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> because I, right. that could do some unkind things to my roof. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, but um, no, it's a tradition that we've had for all my life. Yeah. Awesome. One of the traditions that was simple when I was growing up that it made me one of the traditions I now create from that was that we would, I would ask for chocolate gravy on Christmas morning. And yes, that's a thing in the South, chocolate gravy. And there's a way to make it. But what it did was now, as I'm in my home and probably going to work or just getting up from work, is that I'm like, okay, so it's bacon and waffles or pancakes. Like there's something special in my morning, that morning ritual that I don't generally do. Yeah. But it's simple. Mm-hmm. And that's what traditions can be the simplest things, like you said. Mm-hmm. They can be the most extravagant things. Right. Yeah. I like the small ones. Yeah. I like the small ones. They're, I feel they're more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. It'll take you back to a time maybe when... I'm not saying you're not happy now, but it'll take you back to the time in your childhood when you you can remember sitting there Christmas morning, opening a gift, or you can the mm-hmm. smell will bring it back to you, and and that's mm-hmm. you know that's kind of what it is about too. Yep. Yeah, it's just the simple things. And by the way, the type of uh, tree that uh, we end up going for is a Scotch pine, and oh, so nice. anywhere between six or seven foot, and one year it could be wider, one year it could be taller, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've had to trim the the top off actually once or twice before a little bit because you know you stand it up now that makes me think of like christmas vacation (laughs) and does a squirrel come jumping out of it (laughs) right which brings me to thinking about the tradition of watching christmas movies 
And are there particular Christmas movies that actually can help in this season? I love watching the old 1960s, 70s claymation, like your Rudolph and your all those. I love those. And um, Santa Claus is coming to town. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are my favorite. They take you back. And then I have a favorite every year. Not everybody remembers it, but it's a Muppet Family Christmas. And it was uh, on yeah. like ABC or something back in the 80s. Hmm. So it has all of like Jim Henson Muppets in it. So it has mm. like Sesame Street and the Muppets and the Fraggles are on it. And oh, wow. It's, I love it. My kids yeah. think I'm crazy, but I watch it every year. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, movies. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I've done Home Alone. Uh, this one might be a little controversial because there's a debate about it. I've done Die Hard. <laughs> well, now that's become a Christmas movie. It has. Okay, totally yeah, has. I wasn't. Yeah, there there was talk about it before. Is it or is it not? <laughs> you, know? you know why not? If it, you know what, if it brings a little joy and fun to the season, why yeah. not? What's it hurting? Right. Well, and and it really is that joy and fun and those small things that actually constantly push back against those expectations and yeah. judgments. Mm-hmm. Any last words for those who have stayed on with us this long? <laughs> um, I hope you have a stress-free holiday, at least as much stress-free as it can be, and you yes. enjoy it, even the little things. Yeah. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas to our audience. Yeah, I hope you all have a great one. Um, you know, know that you can have that either some time to yourself or time uh, with ones that you love. Yeah, and my hope is that you will make space for some peace and joy and love and that you'll figure out ways to cultivate it because we can't always rely upon others to do so. So why not be the source of it for others? So may you have a Merry Christmas. Thank you.